Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We are the Take the Take podcast. It is Wednesday, September 13th. All the boys are here. Trent, Gage, Gage holding down from the slew. Fellas, how we doing? Awesome. What's up, buddy? Happy to be here. Hey, Trent, I'm here too, buddy. How we doing? <laughs> Our, Gage, what's up, buddy? Our first full recap episode of the year. We got both college ball and NFL ball to recap. Sat on it for a few days, let everything soak in. So it should be a fun episode. Um, we're going to run through all the all these games, pretty much. I mean, we're going to touch on every NFL game, at least the ones that are worth talking about. We'll dive into a little bit of the uh, the weekend action with the college ball. And uh, we'll go over our picks, see how we did. Overall, boys had a pretty solid weekend. And... Um, yeah, we'll kind of uh, preview our uh, our picks episode coming out later this week. But like I said, first full recap episode. Should be a fun one. I'm excited. Let's waste no time unless you, you gentlemen got any uh, fun news announcements, anything like that for the people. You want to tell them about maybe the exciting news that we have about some special guests coming on here very soon? Yes, 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 yes. We do have some guests. Um, guests are confirmed. I, I, I think that's fair to say at this point. We have a, uh, a few a few in the works right now. Um, we got uh, a couple of uh, some current, some former uh, college guys that are going to come on and talk to us. We got uh, some other guys through uh, social media that I've been chatting with. So we're going we're, we're gonna to get some things rolling here shortly. It's going to be really, really fun. I'm excited. Um, and it's just going to kind of broaden and kind of pivot the path of where this pod's going to go. You know, just... We're going to stick to the gambling. We're going to stick to the sports side of it, obviously. But we're also going to pivot and have, you know, part of the pod where we just want to just chat, you know, just talk about stuff going on, everyday life, whether it's ball or not, kind of pick people's brains. And, um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be really, really fun. I'm excited to, to see the direction as to where this is going to go. And hopefully uh, pretty soon we get some of these guests on. But, but yeah, it should be pretty fun. I'm excited. Yeah, you guys, are, you guys are fucking thrilled. I can tell. <laughs> let, let, let's dive into this recap, man. Let's uh, let's uh, address the elephant in the room first. First and foremost, Monday Night Football, Jets get it done. Late game versus the Bills. Obviously, the thrilling um, punt returned back for a touchdown by uh, Xavier Gibson. Aaron Rodgers, torn Achilles, confirmed. Um, a very simple yet disgusting video of the injury, at least in my opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, that really fucking sucks. Four snaps into the game, offense was driving, and what looked like just kind of a fluke thing. Didn't really twist or any anything malicious like that. It just kind of just happened. Um, you, could, he, he, you could tell that he knew something was wrong. Oh, 100%. He got up. He got up, tried to like walk it off, and then he instantly just like sat down and just waved someone to come get him like that. Like he, he knew, he definitely knew. He knew. That's what I was gonna say. He knew immediately because he stood up, and then you could. I watched the I watched the replay a couple times, and he looked to the sideline and started shaking his head, and the look of just the emotional emotionalist look on his face. Oh, like he knew, and he was just empty. Yeah, it was like and he defeat. Sat down and he's like, my my season's over, and I hope his career's not over. Um, 
I'd love to see him come back. At least it's early in the season, so theoretically, timeline-wise, I know he's old, but um, week one next next season isn't, um, you know, it, it, it shouldn't be a problem, I think. Not a doctor, but, you know, just based on, on history. But, I mean, he knew it right away, and... I feel for Jets fans, man. I feel for NFL fans. Too. I do too. It sucks. I, yeah, it sucks. I mean, I mean, what all six, seven months of anticipation and for them to like start the drive the way that they did, you know, with a huge Brees Hall run, and I mean, he was kind of running for his life. The couple of pass attempts he had, but like on nine eleven in New York, Monday Night Football, like New York, like. It was Did you guys see the video out with the American flag and how electric that yeah. place was for the whole? Just, I mean, the the, the life of the stadium just got sucked out as soon as that happened, and it, it like, like, it felt like a playoff atmosphere watching on TV, and then as soon as that happened, it just felt like, oh, like here we go, Zach Wilson, Monday night, it ended up being a really really good game. Yeah, I think you did a phenomenal job. I think you did a really good job stepping in and, and leading them to a victory, whether it was him or. Brees Hall breaking out big runs. Um, I think that's the definition of, of a team win. They got it done on all three levels of the field. Yeah, obviously super unfortunate yeah, with the injury, but I mean that, like you said, Gage, it was a phenomenal football game. Um, Zach Wilson didn't look great. He did enough. I mean, fourteen of twenty-one, hundred forty yards, uh, both a touchdown and a pick. Brees Hall looked electric, which. I'm not really sure I can say I was expecting. I wasn't expecting him to, like, not do anything crazy, but, I mean, 127 yards, including that, what, like, 85-yard burst he had was in the fourth quarter, I think. Um, yeah, it was just a good game. I mean... Uh, Brees Hall, I mean, Brees Hall looked... Uh, I was lo- impressed, too, with yeah. Brees Hall. Um, but you could tell he just wasn't, wasn't 100% there. He he had the initial burst, but the long speed just kind of wasn't there. You could tell like he hadn't been. You could tell that he was coming off injury because he was taking that that to the crib. If we're being honest, but yeah, wanna, I do want to pivot really quickly back to um, the Rogers thing because there was like, after the injury, like there's obviously like still hope from like, the crowd and stuff and because they didn't know right and, and and a lot of people just didn't know um and then you watch um the they came into the second quarter out of commercial break and they interviewed robert sala did you guys see this yeah i i think i texted in our group yeah, chat yeah. with lisa salters i'm like what the f- what the fuck was that like what kind of question Bro, like he, how do you ask someone that well he he was a broken man like he, he well yeah that, that right there you know that he knew that his season was over and he tore his achilles but <laughs> he asked him like like how do you rally the troops now after that and he had it was he had nothing to say he was like searching for something he's like fuck i don't know dude i'm I, he, you could tell he was going through it well yeah i mean that's that's the question i'm talking about like i mean what i mean what do you want him to say like no we're fucked like sorry i mean I know, but like usually, usually coaches are like able to like hide the, like put their like coach speak on, and you know, wow, we're it. But you could tell he was like distraught. He was yeah. like, "Fuck, this isn't his So right there, you knew 
least I knew, like the season was over. And then you saw, like you mentioned, <laughs> the Austin season was late, over. Like, <laughs> With the Jets, do you got Jet season? You think the Jet season's I think, over? I was talking about Rogers, but I, I mean, I think the Jet season is over too. Yeah. Interesting. Much. Interesting. Do you guys do you guys think they go fishing? They go fishing for another quarterback? Like I do, a Matt Ryan or a, a Cam Newton. No, I really, really do. Carson Wentz or somebody like I've been seeing. Not yeah, not I'm not Matt Ryan or Newton, but I've seen rumors all over Twitter and everything, and I kind of looked into it a little bit, and I think they should. I think they absolutely should. Some of the names that um I saw kind of get thrown around were Kyler Murray for some reason. I I thought that was kind of fucking stupid. Uh, Gardner Minshew from the Colts is a name I've seen thrown around. Andy Dalton. Is a name I've seen. Um, Gage Trey Lance. What about what, you? Think they should? You think they should go get Trey Lance? I mean, explosive offense, a reliable run game. The offensive line's kind of sus, but I mean, they they got to get somebody right. The the Zach yeah. Wilson experiment's kind of burnt out and done with. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there are obviously a lot of names out there. Obviously, they're out there for a reason because they're not, they're just not that guy. Um, but I think anybody is going to be better than, than Wilson at this point, especially with all these guys who have so much experience in the league. Um, I just think that's what this team needs right now because they have all the talent. Around. They have all the talent they could ask for. Um, they just need someone to step in and, and can do enough. And I, Zach Wilson is just not it. I mean, it's not like this is a rookie and we're giving, like, let's just give him a chance. Like, he's had chances and he just has not capitalized on any of them. So, I would love to see him go get go get a, a, a guy with experience. I think Trey Lance, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's a good spot for him. Can you imagine think, they, uh, they got the second and third pick in that draft on the same team and neither of them are technically the starter? I think they should go after somebody like uh, like you mentioned Minshew. Good fit. What about Davis um, Mills? I mean, I was kind of looking at uh, I was kind of looking at rosters and and everything a little bit earlier and I know that Houston would be fucked if they got rid of Mills. God forbid anything happens to Stroud, but like Mills showed that he could be somewhat competent with a horrible offense last year. Yeah, I don't know. I think you need somebody that can move a little bit, too, in the pocket because that offensive line is pretty bad. That's why, it's like, if you put Matt Ryan back there, like, that's... Well, that's a disaster. Like, I, I wouldn't do that. It's my worst dead. Like, Matt Ryan does not deserve to be behind that offensive line. No. What about Andy Dalton? But you would, I mean... Not even trying to troll. I, I, like, I mean, that offensive line is really, no, really I mean, bad. Andy Dalton, I just don't know. I just don't know if he's a great fit behind that offensive line if he's not going to move. I mean, he gets the ball out quick. That's right. Yeah, I mean, he's... What are we talking about here, though? Like, what are we talking about? They're not going to win winning anything with these guys. Like, this is what I'm talking about as a Jets fan. We can move on after this because we got all these games to, to recap. But this was their season. And that's why I think it's their season. Like, Rodgers was the move. Like, it's the same team last year with Aaron Rodgers. Now you, now you have the same team as last year. So, like, what's your move? And, like... Think about yeah. Randall Cobb. You, Randall Cobb's looking around like, are they gonna are they gonna get rid of me? Like that. <laughs> oh, the only reason he was he he was there was because his boy Aaron was there. Now Aaron's gone. Sure. And everyone's looking at Randall Cobb like, what the fuck are you doing here? 
don't know. I, I just think they're they're cooked and bad situation because uh, their defense is still really good, so they're not going to get like a top 10, like all these great QBs coming out. Probably not going to do anything in the playoffs unless they somehow you know, find a, a great trade for a quarterback. So they're cooked. Great, great win last night. It was electric, and I'm happy for the fans, but they're cooked, let's be honest. Yeah, Packers fans are probably punching there too because I forget the, the exact number, but Rodgers had to hit a certain amount of a uh, certain snap count or snap number in order for that to be a first round pick coming back to them. And now it turns into a second round pick. So that kind of sucks for green Bay, but really quick, I know you said you want to move on, but we have to, we have to address Josh Allen. If we don't address the way Josh Allen played, the three of us would be crucified and stoned when we walk out of our house. Josh Allen looked like hot ass. There are some, there are some times when I'm watching that man play football, where I just want to like open up his brain and just analyze what the fuck he's thinking sometimes. Because he has all the fucking talent and all the ability in the world, but he just he just doesn't think. He's he's literally the definition of fuck it. Someone's down there somewhere. Just let me heave it. Did you guys see his post game? His post game conference. He said. Yep, I'm just trying to force the ball and same shit. What do you say? Like same shit. Same shit. New day. day. Yeah, just like his, that awesome. yeah. his three interceptions were horrible. One of the, yeah, they were bad, and they were all to the same guy. Like they, like he just totally disregarded this guy's instincts. I, I mean, the first That's one. What I was gonna say the first That's one. Cool. I kind of get. But my, go ahead, man. Did go you ahead. See the uh, yeah the meme. But you mentioned it like the meme where it's like fuck it. Diggs is, is down there somewhere. Somebody made the meme. It was fuck it, Jordan Whitehead down there somewhere. <laughs> like the first one, I get it was like a, it was a third and long, and and it ended up being like just as good as a punt. So like that one, that one's not good, but like I can understand that one. But like the last two were like, I mean, forcing it into double coverage is something that was worse than forcing it in double coverage. That was like, it was just bad to watch, man. And the fumble. I mean, it it was his fault. He he dropped the snap and he, he he tried to run without having the ball fully possessed. So like, I give I give him a li- I cut cut him a little bit more slack for that one than the picks. But like, he played bad, man. He played really fucking bad. Um, like watching yeah. a watching a golden retriever play quarterback sometimes. <laughs> I just don't understand. Yeah, Air Bud, yeah. <laughs> he, he does. It was like, it was a third and uh Oh, it was like a second down. No, it was a third and second down. I think it was second down and like 10. And he scrambles to the left. There's three guys after like four yards. He scrambles for about four yards, and there's three guys that come to meet him. And like 99% of quarterbacks are just sliding here. All right. Yeah, he just down, ran right into him. Six. He fucking tries to jump over three dudes. And they weren't. They weren't even like going low on him. They were just standing there, and he jumped, <laughs> trying to jump over him. <laughs> we're just like, I'm just like, what are you, what are you doing? I just don't understand the way. I just don't understand what he thinks sometimes, man. And it's a shame because I, I, I really like him, but it's just like, what the fuck? I think, I think a lot of his miscues and mistakes get overlooked by those wacky recess plays that end up working, and I think that's what 
the media portrays of him, and I think that's what a lot of people see. Um, I mean, like we saw that, that first touchdown, he scrambled out the pocket and threw it as as he was like running out of bounds and hit there for the touchdown. And like he is just such a schoolyard kind of player that it gets that like overshadows how bad he really is. Like people see those spectacular plays and they're like, "Holy crap, Josh Allen!" And you look at his numbers, and he's twenty nine of forty one for two hundred thirty yards, a touchdown, three picks, and a fumble. Like throw the ball forty plus times. Like what are we doing here? Yeah, he played. He played. It was a horrible game. Like there's no other way to put it. There's no sugarcoating it. He played very bad, and which is, this is going to be a shame because people are going to latch onto this game. And when he throws in two or three weeks, when he throws for 350 and three touchdowns, people are going to be like, oh, don't forget when in week one when he had four turnovers and he couldn't beat the Jets or he couldn't beat Jack Wilson. And yeah. you know that narrative. Well, the thing is, yeah, I mean, the thing is with Josh Allen is, like, the highs are so high. Like, Correct. He, he looks like the greatest quarterback that has ever existed a long stretch, like, for, like, a year and a half. Um, and when he went head to head with Mahomes in the playoffs, and l- literally looked like the like a perfect player, like there wasn't anybody better than him. Um, but he has all these these negative tendencies that to flare up too. So I still think he's a one man offense, and I still think he's not really working with a lot outside of Stephon Diggs. So why he tries to put the Superman cape on, but uh, he would be smarter. Um, but I don't want to get it twisted. Like he's still like Josh Allen is still great. He's still elite. I'd still want Josh Allen on my team. I still think when he's right, he's the second best quarterback in the NFL. Um, but yeah, yesterday was bad, and, and the whole weekend as a whole, and we'll touch on it. There wasn't a lot of good quarterback play. So no, there really wasn't. And um, we can. That's a good pivot trend. We can. Let's go back a full week and let's quickly touch on the Lions Chiefs Thursday night opener. Uh, Mahomes, or I'm sorry, uh, Jared Goff and the boys spoiled ring night for the Chiefs. Uh, Mahomes did not have his best game, 21-39, 226, uh, two touchdowns and a pick. Jared Goff had a typical Jared Goff game, a bunch of attempts, a bunch of yards, 253 yards and a touchdown. Um, This game was really fucking boring, in my opinion. Um, it was cool to to see the lines pulled out late, but I mean it was just a really boring football game, in my opinion. I thought it was pretty entertaining. I thought, um, I thought Mahomes missed a, a couple of throws, but uh, I mean his numbers were did not indicate how well he played. Like no, he, he played well. Yeah, and his interception was like. It couldn't be less of his fault. I feel bad. I feel bad, but at the same time, I don't feel bad for Kadarius Tony. Like, part of me wants to feel bad. Part of me wants to feel bad for him, but, like, that's all he does is drop passes. And then did you see him flame? What's there to feel bad about? Did you see him uh, shit on the Bills last night on Instagram? He deleted his twit. He deleted his Twitter after last week's game. Like he deleted it, and then he posted on Instagram last night. I forget the exact what he exactly said, but it was something along the lines of like, "Don't be, don't get quiet now," or like, "Let's hear it now." Talking about the Bills. That was the 
That was the Giants. The Giants, yes. The I'm Giants. sorry, not the Bills. The Giants. Yeah, because he's got this. He has this war with Giants fans, apparently. Yeah. Go back and Google uh, like Kadarius Tony Giants fans. Find a lot of DMs, and he sends like these voice messages on uh, Instagram, <laughs> which are uh, which are just fucking comedy. And he's just he has this war with Giants fans, so. Um, uh, it's a bad look for him to try to talk shit about the Giants when he was was the fucking Lions' best player on Thursday. So, um, yeah, I don't think you learned a lot from that game. I mean, the Lions the Lions are going to be a good team. You know, we said they'd be fighting for the playoff spot, and um, the Chiefs. I have no concerns about the Chiefs. They're going to get Travis Kelsey back. They just locked in Chris Jones um, to a one year deal. Oh. So, um, I'm not worried about the Chiefs. Mahomes is still insane, and, and frankly, what he did with that shit supporting cast um, pretty, was pretty impressive, in my opinion. So, didn't learn much. Um, it, I thought it was a good way to, to start the season, though. It was, it was a fun game, competitive game. Yeah, I agree, Trent. Let's uh, let's move on to um, Falcons Panthers. Bryce Young obviously making his NFL debut. Desmond Ritter. Um, his first start as the official guy for the Falcons. Falcons 24, Panthers 10. Panthers really dominated this game. Um, with Bryce Young and the Panthers losing on Sunday, last 15 quarterbacks who have been selected number one overall are all winless in their career. They're 0-14-1. That was that I gave in five. He did. And the last quarterback to win, you know, the last number one quarter, the last quarterback taken number one to win his first start. I'll give you a hint. It was in 2002. David Carr. David Carr. What a guess. I, I saw, I, I think I was, it was on like the CBS pregame show. I saw that stat. Gotcha. But yeah, man, Falcons looked really good. Um, Desmond Ritter didn't really do anything special. Uh, Tyler Algier outtouched Bijan. Which, to some, was kind of uh, surprising. But yeah, I mean, Falcons looked good. Their run game is is really dangerous. Shout out Jesse Bates. Yeah, Jesse Bates. Defensively, they played really, really well. Jesse Bates, ten tackles. They looked good, man. He had two picks. He did have two picks. Fuck, I forgot about that. I like the same exact play. He looks clean wearing number three too. I like I like him in a Falcons jersey. He looks nice. Shout out Jesse. He was a really cool dude when I was working with him in the uh, chiropractic office too. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, nothing no, nothing really stood out to me other than um, Falcons run game looks nice. We knew what the Panthers are. Yeah, the, I think the Falcons could be more interesting if they didn't select two like pass catchers in the top 10 and not even use them and they're i mean they're still a good team but like you would think they they kind of wasted london and kyle fitz picks at this point yeah i kind of i wasted a fourth round fantasy draft pick on drake london too big whopping zero yeah i had to but that was brutal Unreal. Um, but yeah i mean the game wasn't very exciting um the falcons aren't really a, a fun watch i mean Bijan is electric Every time he touched the ball, it was crazy. And uh, Bryce Young, you know, that wasn't a great start for him. Really small out there. I still think that he has a lot of talent. 
but he's really, really, really small. Um, I don't think the Panthers are going to win a lot of games this year. No, yeah, he struggled. And uh, another quarterback just struggled was Joe Burrow and the Bengals. 24-3 in favor of the Brownies. Joe Burrow, 82 yards, 14-31. I get the weather was a factor, absolutely, 100%. But 82 yards on 31 attempts, that is the third fewest yards with 30-plus attempts in NFL history. Not good. The fewest amount of yards he's had in his career. And they just looked really fucking bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I can I can talk about this considering it's my game. You know, I played great out there. <laughs> look good, you look uh, good out there in the brown and brown and orange. Uh, no. But I, I I told you guys on the pod on the on the preview pod, um, this is a good spot for the Browns. Burrow coming off a you know not having a season. Um, yeah, Bur- yeah, Burrow did not play well. Um, Sean Watson didn't really play very well either. Yeah, Trent is a, uh, a experiencing some technical gift- difficulties. He'll be back in a minute. But, yeah, I mean, the, the Bengals looked bad. In all honesty, the Browns looked bad. It, it was probably the ugliest game of the weekend, in my opinion. Browns did, however, win their first home opener since 2004. So that's something to to hang your hat on for Browns fans, but it just overall was a sh- was a really shitty game. Um, I've been chatting with Bengals fans since the game, and some of them, thankfully, have acknowledged that Burrow played like ass. Others seem to kind of dismiss the fact that he played like shit, and are just completely ignoring. It, whatever. I, I, I don't want to get it. it. It doesn't matter. The point is, Browns looked all right. Bengals looked horrible. Browns' defensive line was fucking destroying the Bengals' O-line. Miles Garrett had a field day. Um, Yeah, it was just it, it's one of those games. I'm, Bengals fans, I'm sure, aren't panicking. But it's one of those games. It's done and over with. Thank God. Let's get out and let's move on. It was kind of just like... The textbook definition of the Browns football. Um, I think if they could play every single week in the pouring down rain and mud, they would because yeah. that ball is perfectly in line to what their game plan is. Yeah. Get Nick Chubb the ball almost 20 times, um, let him average six yards a touch, and good luck trying to tackle him. Um, but I don't want to hear this shit with, like, oh, Burrow played bad because of the weather. Watson almost doubled his ass up in yards with a third less attempts that Burrow had. And I get it, like, Burrow, offense line wasn't as good, blah, blah, blah. But, like, that was bad, dude. That was really bad. And I think everyone needs to kind of let this be, like, a little eye-opener. I don't think I don't think it's time to panic or anything yet, like you said, Austin. But, like, either he needs to get his head on straight or this offense line needs to really pick it up because – their wide receiver, too, didn't even have a single catch. No. Um, the fact that T. Higgins was targeted, he was targeted a good amount of times, too. 
um, and he didn't have a, he didn't have a single catch is it's concerning, and I don't know who they got who they have next week. Do you know off the top of your head? Yeah, they got Baltimore coming to Cincinnati. Hmm. Yeah, Higgins um, had Higgins had eight targets, and he didn't have a, he didn't have a single catch. Um, yeah, it was bad. I'm remaining a little bit optimistic because the same thing happened last year with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh ran him out the fucking stadium, and we saw what the Bengals did making it all the way to AFC Championship. So I'm not really, I'm not really worried. I guess my just, my biggest thing from this game is like we we talked the three of us talked about it um, previewing the AFC North. Right, bringing in Orlando Brown was a huge help for that offensive line. But it does, he can't play all five positions, right? So, yeah, it's going to limit the amount of pressures, but Burrow's still going to get hit. He's not as mobile as everybody thinks he is, and they and he proved that on Sunday. It just, I hope this is, I mean, I want to say it should be an eye-opener, but at the same time, it's not because, like, we know who Burrow is. Yeah. And, like, we, we know. know Burrow's that guy. Right. I, think, I also think... Um, this game really showed the importance of Samaje P. Ryan on that team last year. Um, I think 100%. they really, really missed him this past week. Um, I'm not the biggest Joe Mixon fan. Obviously, he's going to he's gonna get his when he wants. But, I mean, he rushed the ball 13 times for 50 yards. Um, Chris Evans didn't do much. Two rushes for 12 yards. It was a, it was a game that I watched the first half, and I... Uh, I mean, honestly, I didn't really tune in much the second half. It was just one of those games where there's other good games on. And once this game kind of – once everyone noticed that it's not going to stop raining, this weather's not going to let up, um, it fell perfectly in line to what, what the Browns wanted to do. And that was just absolutely ground and pound the ball and drain that clock, and that's exactly what they did. So, um, yeah. yeah, that was yeah, that- like you said, often it, it's a game that they need to absolutely put them – just put behind them and just move forward. Yeah, and I think they will. Tret, are you with us? Can you guys hear me? He's back. Let's go. Never mind. We, never mind. We lost you. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to one of these good games that you've been talking about, Gage. Jacksonville Indy. Uh, Jacksonville 31, Indianapolis 21. Trevor Lawrence looked very good, and the resurgence of Calvin Ridley was a huge difference maker for Jacksonville. Yeah, I uh, I totally agree. I think I think this game was was totally determined from some mistakes that the Colts made and that the Jaguars capitalized off of. Um, I think I I personally thought a, a huge turning point in that game was when Trevor Lawrence got hit from behind, fumbled it, um, Jaguars player picked it up, and then yeah, uh, some, one of the Colts players kind of like, instead of tackling him, he smartly just punched the ball out. And um, DeForest Buckner, wasn't it DeForest Buckner? He picked the ball up and he ran back for a touchdown that gave them the lead in the fourth quarter. And I really thought, like, I mean, that place was going nuts. Anthony Richardson was going nuts. Like, that team had all the momentum in the world. And then 
you know what I mean? Like it, it, it kind of just all fell apart from there on out. Um, yeah, Tanks, I think I think the Colts beat themselves. No, I agree. Um, Tanks Bigs Tanks Bigsby, the rookie running back, is the guy you're talking. About. He just picked the ball up and just stood there, and he he, yeah. he didn't do nothing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I um, I don't want to say Jackson or uh, Indianapolis lost this game because it would take away from how good Jacksonville looked on offense. But you're right. There's times uh, Indianapolis shot themselves in the foot, or shots. Jesus, Indianapolis shot themselves in the foot, allowed them to come back in. But um, yeah, I mean this offense for Jacksonville is nice, man. We talked about it. I mean Calvin Ridley, 100 yards on eight catches and a touchdown. Etn had 77 yards on the ground, 27 more and through the air. I mean they put up 31 points and Christian Kirk, their leading receiver last year, had one catch for nine yards. Yeah. Like, oh, they're scary. Their offense is scary. Justin, or not Justin, uh, Trevor Lawrence is that guy. No, he I is. I said it earlier. I said in the previous pod that he's, he, he's got MVP caliber. Um, it's just going to take a lot of a lot of help around him to, to really excel him to that next level. But, yeah, offense is fucking scary, dude. And it doesn't help that – I mean, it helped them, but the Colts just – they're so one-dimensional, dude. They came into the league last year ranked in – I want to say like about maybe like 28th or 29th in the rushing game, and then you take away Jonathan Taylor, and they have absolutely nobody. I'm pretty sure their first string last last week got hurt too. Um, yeah, Deion Jackson got hurt early on. Richardson took some hits early in the game too. He just he looked like he was trying to do a little bit too much, and instead of sliding, he tried to go shoulder to shoulder, and he, he get, looked like he got fucking concussed on one of them. I know he was fine, but like he got his bell rung at the goal line and. Yeah, I mean, this this Colts team is so hard to read. I, I, I want I want to believe in them, and I want to say they're good, but like, I just I don't know. I, I, I watching one game, I'm not sure if I can buy into them yet. I really can't. Yeah, they have, they have way too many holes to fill, and, and things are just leaking in too many different positions to yeah kind of make it all work right now. I think I think they'll be all right here in a few years, but definitely not right now. Tampa Bay. Goes into Minnesota, upsets the Vikings. I definitely did not see this. Um, I don't think a lot of people saw this happening, considering Baker Mayfield is now at the helm for the Bucks. 20-17, Kirk Cousins had a typical Kirk Cousins game. 33 completions, 340 yards, two touchdowns, and his team loses. Seems to happen a lot. Jefferson had 150 yards. But I forget what it was. He had most of those in the first half. And second half, he just wasn't getting the ball. Um, Jordan Addison had that one long, was 30-40 yard touchdown catch. Other than that, he wasn't really involved all that all that much. I just... This was an ugly game. I mean, it was an upset. And I guess Tampa Bay played well enough. But like... I was really excited to watch this this Vikings offense, and they just didn't. They had forty yards rushing. Like they didn't do shit. Yeah, I I I'm not. I feel like every every year you're kind of not high on Minnesota, but you have high hopes for Minnesota. Um, and I I remember last year on the pod, I and when they were what like eleven and three or something, I thought they were the most overrated team in the NFL. Um, every single win that they had just was a coin flip and it happened to go their way and 
three turnovers here in the first half of, the, of your home opener doesn't fucking help at all. And I know all of them weren't weren't Kirk's fault or whatever. But I mean, Baker Mayfield, he he, he, he did the damn thing. Like he, he, I don't know if you were watching that game, but he picked up that game winning first down by yeah. putting his body on the line. Yeah. Um, and the announcers hit it right on the head. That's a guy that you want as your quarterback in, in situations like that. Um, he reminds me of Johnny Football, dude, especially after watching that documentary. Like, he just doesn't give a fuck. Like, he will put his body on the line for one yard if that's what it's going to take to win the game. And He's kind of, like, you playing for his job, too, in a way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know what's going to come with Baker. Like, you're going to get – obviously, you're going to get some, some mistakes here and there, but, like, when it comes down to it, that's a that's a guy that wants to win football games, and he will do anything it takes to win football games. And I don't know when your when your wide receiver one for Minnesota goes for 150 yards and doesn't score a touchdown, especially when you bet on him to score a touchdown, kind of hurts. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, yeah, if he scores a touchdown, I hit. He scores a touchdown, I hit pretty big. But yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay stepped up, hit the game winning field goal with five minutes left, and forced Minnesota. Two three and outs on their last two possessions, so they, yeah, that, that, so that's a surprise to a lot of people, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was it was very much a surprise to me, but um, another surprise was the Saints Titans and the audacity of Mike Grable to kick what seems like a meaningless field goal with two minutes left in that game to cover three and a half. But Saints got the win. That's all that matters. 16-15. Um, game fucking sucked. Uh, Rashid Shahid had a cool touchdown catch. Other than that, you had, what was it, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight field goals. Nick Folk had five of them. Yeah, Just... that was a <laughs> – I mean, it was very boring. <laughs> There's not much to say. Uh, Chris Olave did his thing. Six, eight catches, 112 yards. Um but yeah, it was kind of an underwhelming performance from Jamal Williams. I think there's a lot of a lot of hype and a lot of talk around him and how he's going to perform. And yeah, man, a lot of a lot of boring games this past week, and this was probably one of the most boringest ones, especially with the amount of I'm sure same game parlays and stuff that had Jamal or Derrick Henry scoring a touchdown, and oh, yeah. neither of them did. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just I don't have much on it, but no, that, good win. Yeah, really I mean, win. a win's a win. We'll take it. And um, Tennessee's defense is nasty, so anytime you can steal one from Vrabel, we'll take it. But, yeah, no, nothing too extreme with that game. Your Niners, however, put it on them boys in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and I – yeah, and I uh, – you know, one of my one of my hot takes last pod was, was Pittsburgh plus two and a half, and – I'm okay. I'm I'm okay that I lost some money on that because this gives me a, a jolt of energy that I needed going into the season with the Niners. Um, I think a lot of people, including myself, were really curious to see if that Brock Purdy experiment last year was just a fluke. Um, and I can confirm everyone out there listening that it was not. I think Brock is. I think Brock is him. I think he did his damn thing. Nineteen for twenty nine, two hundred twenty yards, um, two touchdowns, and. We all know CMC's going to do his thing, and he definitely did. Um, defense is scary, dude. Defense is scary. It really is, man. When they're flying and humming like they were, dude, it's it's insane. Um, Nasty. Five, 
five sacks, only gave up 230 yards total, 41 rushing yards. Um, man, it was it was fun to watch. It, yeah, it, it hurt. It hurt deep down knowing then that I was on the wrong side of it. But when it's when it's your favorite team, it, it makes it that much more enjoyable. Yeah, I was on I was on the um, the Niners side of it. Trent, hopefully you're back. Um, I'm pretty sure you were on the Niners side of it too, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Uh, I stayed off that game, and I'm you know happy to be back. Just want to say I'm not sure what I missed. Sorry to everybody out there. You uh, uh you missed your chance to uh to shit on Bengals fans. We're long past that, so uh, our apologies. That's right. I'll have plenty of I'll have plenty of opportunity throughout the year to do that. <laughs> uh, one and out though, we you. But uh, no, I mean I was actually pretty high on the Steelers this year. Uh, in terms of at least this game, I thought they could hang in, hang in with them, and uh, so I wasn't. This was kind of shocking to me, uh, but you know, the more I think about it now, the Niners have a really talented roster. They have a way better offensive coach, obviously. So, um, and the Steelers, the Steelers, you know, they lost a couple players in this game too. Uh, Cam Hayward, he's uh, I think he's in a groin surgery, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, Deontay Johnson's going to be out. Brian Reed got banged up a little bit, so. Not a great start to the season for the Steelers, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I stayed off that game as well. Yeah, worst home loss in the Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin era for Pittsburgh. Wow. And um, with that win, Purdy, cool little stat, becomes first quarterback in NFL history to win each of his first career starts while throwing a touchdown patch, while throwing a touchdown pass in each of those games. Purdy, I'm not going to say he's him, but he is the perfect quarterback for that team. He is the perfect Kyle Shanahan quarterback. I agree. Yeah, man, Niners are a fucking wagon. They're my team to come out of the NFC, out of the NFC, into the Super Bowl this year. But Washington, Arizona, um, absolute stinker. Um, Washington or Sam Howe played all right. Arizona fucking stinks. Yeah, I think Washington should have lost that game. They should have. Arizona. Arizona kinda, was up. They were up late in the fourth, right? They were. Yeah, they let them. They let them crawl back into it. Yeah, I'm sure everybody had Washington in their uh, survivor pool. This is probably the only time they'll be able to use that. Oh yeah. Uh, this season, so they gave you a scare. I did. That's the one game that I. I just really wasn't, um, you know, plugged into in the moment, and I haven't gone back and really broke it down. Um, every other game I have a good feel on, so I don't have much to add here. I mean, Arizona's going to be really bad. I think Washington, uh, I don't think Sam Powell is, is anything special, so, you know, they have a good defense, but kind of what do you expect in that game? Really. Right, and the last 1 o'clock game, Baltimore 25, Houston 9. Um, C.J. Stroud, 242 yards in his NFL debut. Nico Collins, we talked about him being wide receiver one down in Houston. Um, him being kind of a sleeper, sleeper uh, receiver to look at this year. He had 80 yards, decent, decent uh, game one of the year. But Lamar, John Harbaugh, I mean that that defense is is nasty off the run game is is unstoppable unfortunate unfortunate news with um jk dobbins 
Pretty sure he tore his Achilles too, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, definitely the most important player to take care of Achilles. <laughs> it, uh, I, I feel so bad yeah. for him, man. He he can't stay healthy. Like it's it sucks. Dude, he's so good. That's the thing that that's the thing that not to say like it wouldn't be sad if he wasn't as good. Like I'll say it's sad once you tear your Achilles, but he's so fucking good. And Ohio State he's so good. And um it's just a bummer, man. It really is. And he he fucked up his knee and now the Achilles, so I don't know. I don't know how his career is gonna look after this. I mean he was holding out for a contract. Maybe he knew like it was a ticking time bomb down there. He was trying to get a bag before his Achilles exploded. So, I don't know. That sucks for them. They also lost uh, their starting safety as well. Uh, and I believe a couple of linemen, Linderbaum and Staley. I did see so, Linderbaum got hurt, yeah. Yeah, so the Ravens, they be banged up every year. Uh, you know, of course, they get the Bengals next week. So the, the Bengals have yet to play a healthy Ravens Yeah, he did seem a little bit more mobile. Yeah, yeah, he was moving, he was making plays. Um, doesn't have a lot of lot to work with there, but overall, as a Texans fan, I think you're encouraged with what you saw. Like he was out running NFL players and, and you know making plays. He he had one scramble to the left where he outran uh, the defensive end and he just threw up like a fucking like I don't know across his body, just like move ball that three dudes collided in the air and fell in place. So that probably wasn't a great decision, but it was kind of cool to see him get escape and, and take a chance downfield. So I like what I saw overall. Yeah, and um, this is the eighth time Jim Harbaugh, or I'm sorry, John Harbaugh and the Ravens have won a season opener by more than 15 points, the second most in NFL history. So. Yeah, kind of bouncing from one rookie to another. Um Jay Flowers, man, he really he really showed out. Nine catches for almost eighty yards. Boy can play. Um, he looked like, yeah, boy looked like he belonged out there. And and I think that, I think that relationship with Lamar um, is only going to continue to prosper. And I think that's going to be, I think it's going to be scary. I think if Bateman starts to come along as as we know, he probably will. And then you got that veteran experience in Odell. Um, yeah, watch out, Bengals fans. Um, but kind of hitting on Stroud a little bit more. Um, I mean. No rookie quarterback wants to start their career on the road, especially against Baltimore. Um, when personally, I feel like, and I don't know if this is like due to gambling and like sports books and stuff like that, but like I feel like the like the NFL and just sports in general at an all time high. Like so many people tune into these games and like are at these games uh, way more than I've ever ever realized. You know what I mean? Like when we were growing up and stuff, like. I never felt like sports were, were as big as they are now. You guys agree? To an extent, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I mean uh, ba- ba- yeah. Baltimore's yeah, a wagon. I didn't really... Baltimore's a wagon, man. It, it, it's unfortunate that C.J. Stroud had to start his career against John Harbaugh, but, I mean, it is what it is. One o'clock slate was kind of ass. All the good games were in the 4 o'clock slate. 
Let's uh, let's move to, from one Ohio State quarterback to another. Talk Justin Fields. Um, Bears got bullied at home, thirty-eight to twenty against the Packers. Jordan Love makes his first NFL start. Two forty-five, three touchdowns. Looked really good. <laughs> I know it's the Bears defense, so take it as you will. But he looked really good, man. And the Bears did not. Um, Fields had a typical yeah. Fields had a typical Justin Fields game. Two hundred yards. He had a touchdown and a turnover. Sixty yards on the ground. It just. I think the Bears should be pretty embarrassed, man. Yeah. Can I go on a rant here? Please. Keep it quick. Please. But, like, Justin, so I don't know what, why there's such a large potency of people that, like, are preying on Justin Fields' downfall. It's so weird. I don't know if you guys have seen, like, the reaction. Like, it, it, it seems like everybody's rooting against this kid. And, like, he didn't play great, but he didn't play bad. The Bears are an abomination. They stink. Like, this is year three of you drafting a quarterback, and your defense is still just as bad as it's been. Like, they haven't improved at all. Their play calling was a joke. Okay, I watched that whole game, and their offensive line is horrible. He's got no time to throw. And, like, people are blaming Fields, but... No quarterback is going to succeed in something like that. Um, like they, they showed us that, and, and Jordan Love, you know, people are just looking at Jordan Love, you know, his stats, Justin Fields, his stats. Like Jordan, Jordan Love could have sat there and patted the ball for thirty seconds in the pocket. I mean, the Bears, got there. The Bears have nobody to rush the pass, rush the passer, and they could have drafted Jalen Carter, and we wanted them to draft Jalen Carter, and they didn't. And they have, like, you can't name one person on the Bears team a lot. They have no pass rush. Their corners are bad. I don't understand how you can be this bad every year. Like, what like, what what are you doing? And Chase Claypool, you traded a second round pick for Chase Claypool. Yeah, that it was horrible. He he stinks, dude. He, he He's horrible. Yeah. Hey. Say it again? He didn't catch a single pass. No, he dropped the pass. He can't hold a fucking block. He gets pe- fucking holding penalties all the time. He stinks. Like, it's just the, the offense is so... The potential there is crazy. If you, if, you, uh, if you tell me Justin Fields sucks and like whatever, like that just tells me that you did not watch it. Simple. You just want to hate on Justin Fields. Because... They, they have ruined Justin Fields. Like, look at Tua, how he was under Brian Flores, and then when Mike McDaniel took over, an offensive coach, and look at Tua now. Right? Look at Jared Goff, when he was with Jeff Fisher, and look at him now, you know, what he did with McVay and what he has with uh, Ben Johnson as OC over there. So they have completely fucked this up. I almost like knew right when he went to the Bears, like the Bears were gonna fuck this up. The Bears have never had a good offense ever. So it just kinda sucks to see. And I was hoping that make they make some sort of leap this year, but the fact that they just didn't address their defensive line at all. And Jordan Love has thirty seconds on third down and he can just 
wait till someone gets open in their zone defense and, and throw to a wide open crosser. It's just, I mean, they're going to be bad again, and Fields is going to do all he can. And if you actually watch the games, like, you know, he's going to have one or two mistakes a game. Yeah, like, he's still a young quarterback. He's still not great, but it's just a shame that he's in this situation. It really is. Yeah. I, I have to hear from people that tell me he sucks, and it's like, you don't know ball. You're not watching the game. I'm sorry. No, I feel for him, man, and I agree. They're going to be really bad for a long time. But uh, let's move on. Vegas, Denver. Vegas pulls the upset, 17-16 in Denver. Sean Payton starts his Bronco career with a, a surprise onside kick. Start the game. Recovered it, but we had a couple guys offsides. Um, this game is really boring, in my opinion. Uh, I didn't really tune in to a whole lot of this game. Um, Jimmy G was a little bit average. Russ was Russ. And just, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to shit on Sean Payton, but, like, this this Broncos team is, is not good at all. Um, I was just going to say, um, I heard a lot of slander in there, but I didn't hear any praise for that boy Jimmy going on the road and getting it done. Um, shout out, um, Jacoby Myers had a hell of a fucking game. Praying for him and yeah. his speedy recovery. That Both hit was one of the scariest dude. things that we've seen since the Tua hit. Um, kind of the same kind of same thing, kind of a just a, just a very very scary situation. But yeah. I balled out when he was on the field, and uh, yeah, I mean, not a lot stood out from that game, and I don't think a lot of us were expecting it to. Uh, when he when he did kind of pull that onside kick, I think the whole I was watching that live. They tuned into red zone and. Uh, Everyone was going nuts, like, oh, Sean Payton, oh, my gosh, he's back. Look at this. And then they ended up not getting it. All for it not to matter, yeah. They went down scored first, and was like, oh, shit, like, here we go. (laughs) Richard Russ was, like, 28 of 44 for 170 yards. Uh, So, dude put up, threw the ball 40-plus times, played almost 30 passes, and didn't put up 200 yards. And uh, I'm going to continue to let, let Russ try to cook. Because um, I have I still have high hopes for this team compared to last year, but they're not you know, good, we're a dude. Snooze fest over there in Denver. Yeah, that team that team's not very good. Um, Philly, New England, another rainy game. Philly pulls off the. Uh, they tried to fucking give the game away, but they ended up winning twenty five twenty. Jalen Hurts fumbles late in the game, and then Nick Sirianni goes for an idiotic. In my opinion, idiotic fourth down attempt. I mean, he could have punted the ball, and they'd have Patriots would have what a, a minute left to go, ninety plus yards probably. Yeah. But go for it on fourth down. Don't get it. Mac Jones gets them inside the twenty, I believe, and then I'm not scoring. So Sirianni gets off the hook, but almost lost that game. Philly uh, ruined Tom Brady night or Tom Brady day. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I don't have a ton of thoughts from this game. Um, I, I was a little bit disappointed in the Eagles and how they played. Um, but, you know, aside from that, you know, they got the win. They still have, my bet's still alive with them to be the last undefeated team. Uh, 
but I think they're going to feel the loss of Shane Steichen a little more than maybe we thought. Yeah, I agree. L.A. goes into Seattle, thumps the Seahawks, 30-13. Matthew Stafford looks like the Matthew Stafford of old, 330-plus yards. Uh, that game was a fuck fuck fest. I mean, I mean, uh, there's no other way to put it. Sean McVay and the Rams destroyed Seattle. I mean, Puka uh, Nakua, I think is his name, the rookie receiver. Uh, for, fourth player in NFL history, 10 catches and 100 yards in his first career NFL game. And who would have thought that Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell would combine for 200-plus receiving yards? <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? Just think about it. Have one of these big name rookie wide receivers put up numbers like that, and the whole fucking world's going nuts. Exactly. Uh, little dude from from LA. I think I think this is the biggest shock of the week, in my opinion. Oh, 100 percent. I think we were all kind of wondering why this line was minus four or four and a half. Might have got it up to five, but uh, I think this is exactly why. And I think we all should have been sharp enough to see that this line has no reason being this low. Um, but yeah, I mean, Seattle was just out of sorts from, from the jump. Like they, they never got it rolling and it was hard to, to stop Seattle, not Seattle. It was hard to stop LA when they did. And I think, uh, yeah, a huge, I don't know, a huge surprise. I think a really big surprise. It was. Um, and I think the biggest takeaway is Matthew Stafford looks like a fucking stud again. Um, yeah, he looks so good. Like last year, he he obviously had the elbow injury. He just kind of looked. It just it looked like he was like John almost like his career. Like he looked like he was washed, but he was zipping balls, uh, like intermediate balls, second level balls, right on the mic. So much velocity, like he looked like uh, Justin Herbert out there. So, um, yeah, I mean that that was surprising. I think we were all high on Seattle. Our boy Gino uh, did nothing, so that's a little concerning. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was definitely the biggest shock of the day. And the Rams, when they get uh, Cooper Cup back, they might have an, uh, you know, a wild card push. Something I didn't expect. I mean, Tutu Atwell had 120 yards. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like Seattle's. Yeah, what happened to the Seattle secondary? That's now? what. That's what. That's what I was about to say. They're supposed to have this elite. Young athletic secondary, and they get fucking torched by Matthew Stafford yeah. and Tutu Atwell. Do you know Witherspoon wasn't even active for that game? I did not until like midway through the first quarter when I turned it on, and then I saw that he wasn't. So what playing. was that? Yeah, what, what was what was the deal with that? This is working from a hamstring injury um, that he was limited in training camp, and Pete Carroll said the team wasn't going to rush him back only after returning to practice the week before the game. Um, so, and it doesn't get any easier for them as they go to Detroit to play the Lions next week. Um, pretty sure the Lions are favored in that game, too, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was two and a half is, yeah, what, I, is I what I saw earlier. I was looking at it. Stand by, stand by, stand by. Yeah, two and a half. Or, no, holy shit. Uh... They're up. Detroit's up to five and a half right now. Wow. Mm. That'll yeah. be a fun game. Yeah, I'll bounce back. Yeah, that that'll be a really fun game. Um, 
the funnest game of the weekend by far was Miami and LA. 70 combined points. Miami pulls it off 36-34. Trent, you kind of touched on to a little bit earlier. But 466 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, outplayed Herbert with ease. Tyreek Hill proved that he is... He is the best receiver in football. Made probably outside of Justin Jefferson. I mean, 215 yards, two touchdowns. The huge third down conversion late in the game where Tua kind of just chucked it downfield. And uh, Tyreek was able to run underneath it and kind of seal them. Or get them in field uh, field goal position and kind of seal that game. But when, when they're rolling, man, this offense... There's no, there's not a team in the NFL. I don't care who it is. When this team is humming, there's not a team that can stop this offense. Like they're crazy. They're running back away from being a Super Bowl team. I I I couldn't agree more. And I think this was one of those games where um, I mean it, it really proved that that LA's offense is just as good. I mean they just got outlast. Oh, hundred percent. To a to a hill, I think. You put up thirty-four points in the NFL. You should win every. You should win ten out of ten times. Correct. Um, besides, when you're going up against a team that put up almost five hundred and fifty yards total <laughs> offense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not not much to, to hit on with like the ground game for Miami. Well, Mostert didn't do didn't do much. He ran for thirty-seven yards, had a touchdown. But um, I mean, you you think you. You think you can you hang with Miami? Um, you shut down Waddle. Hill's going to go over two hundred. You shut down Hill. Waddle's going to pop off for a buck fifty. Um, I wasn't super high on Miami, but I think I think this might be a wagon team for for the over, or at least for the team total over, because I don't see anyone stopping this team. After that, my uh, my hottest take, and I've had this for like a couple of years. I've probably had this for four or five years. Is I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I think Tyreek Hill is the greatest football player I've ever seen. Like, he is unreal. And the man never gets tackled. He, he, His sudden movements where he can move and change direction, and it seems like everyone else is in slow motion. It's like when he catches a ball and he gets us and just decide where to go. And yeah. He... Everyone else has, like, a, a half-second late to react. Um. He's unreal, dude, and I, he's my favorite football player to watch for sure. Um, and that was the greatest game I've seen Tua play uh, in his career as well. So, yeah, I was really down on the Dolphins this year. I thought they might their scheme um, might get figured out a little bit. Uh, they could see like regression like the Rams did with McVay in the early years. But if uh, if Sunday was any indication, holy shit! Um, I mean, they're going to be impressive. Tua made made like three or four throws that I didn't think he could make us. Yeah, he looked so, good, man. He looked really uh, fucking good. And, yeah. and I'm still high on the Chargers. Like I, oh, yeah. I said, like the Chargers moved the ball. Herbert still looked really good. They ran the ball. They, they could run the ball. They ran the ball down there. Like you said, it was a back and forth game, and the Chargers offensive line just kind of collapsed um, in the last drive. But that was a really fun game. I think both these teams could be in the playoffs. So. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Eckler had 117 yards, which was the third most in the league over the weekend. Uh, 
And uh, whoever the DB, I forget, uh, JC Jackson, that's who it is, had the. It was horrible. Um, I yeah, believe I, I believe he was the one that had the pass interference at the at the end of the first half. I mean, Tua literally just fucking chucked that thing up, and he shoved whoever that receiver was, just pushed him to the ground. And there's a spot foul, kick field goal, going in the half, and surprise, surprise, they lose by two. So. Who I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. You don't fucking commit that foul. You win the game. I won. Like, but he was horrible. Man. Yeah, he got cooked all night. He got cooked all day. It just it, it was not a good day for him at all. And it was really not a good day for Brian Dayball, Daniel Jones, and company in New York getting fucking thumped. And I mean thumped. Let's uh, let's talk about this. Yeah, let's take let's let you take the take the bull by its horns here and tell us why the, the New York Giants are the most interesting team in the NFL. Um, <laughs> few weeks, and uh, if, if you're just now tuning in, this is your first time listening um, on our little preview. Austin was high on Mars about this Giants team this year, and um, we're gonna let we're gonna let him take over right now and to tell you guys why. <laughs> I was not high on Mars. I thought that th- th- this was. I was not high on the Giants. I was. I was. I hate saying this. No, no, no. I was. I, I was interested to to watch this team, and I keep, hate saying the word interested because I used it a million times to explain this team, but like. Daniel Jones has got a bag. They have a good offensive line. They have one of the best backs in football. Bringing a guy like Darren Waller, who did end up getting hurt. But, like, I, I, I was fully anticipating, I was anticipating Daniel Jones to take that next, to take a leap into that next tier of being a good quarterback. Going from a decent quarterback to being a good quarterback. And I'm not going to overreact over one game. They got fucking. It, it was raining. It was pouring down rain all game. I'll it was. It was, and they got fucking destroyed. There's no. There's no sugarcoating that. Cowboys were insane. Um, Dak looked okay. I mean, he, he did enough to win, but that defense and that defense was humming, man. And it's just, I don't know. I, I, I'm not. I'm not ready to jump ship on the Giants, but I'm not ready to, or I'm still not like praising them. I guess if that makes sense, like you guys, you guys, you guys are are skewing this in a way that like I'm in no, love with you, the Giants. Are you done? I'm, I'm, I, I was falling asleep. They're so fucking This team is very fucking boring. But just because I said that they're going to be an interesting team to watch, doesn't mean I'm. No, fucking... you were you were very you were very high on the New York Giants. Well, the good news, Austin, is they have uh, they have. Three more prime time games in the next fucking five weeks. So thank God, uh, we're gonna have a great, great time watching. And this was my fucking complaint uh, before the season. Like, why does this team? Why are you shoving this fucking boring ass team down our throats? <laughs> and what do you know? That was the most boring fucking NFL football game I've ever watched. <laughs> they lost forty to nothing, and there was they nothing got, interesting about it. They got fucking destroyed, bro. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Guess, guess what their next uh, night game is. Who? Guess who they play. Who? They play at San Francisco. They Who? are going to get ready. Oh, my God. I'm going to sit there and watch Daniel Jones run around like an idiot, like a fucking chicken with his head cut off, and with a stupid fucking face, Brian Dable, <laughs> everyone sucks off, because <laughs> he had one good year. 
team talking is I like, and I have Saquon in, in both my fantasy leagues, so I'll be rooting for Saquon. But outside of that, like fucking snooze fest. I can't wait to have to watch this shitty thing. I'm pissed. And shout out to really quick, shout out to, uh, to Tyler, Tyler Vick, our boy, who who's a Bengals slash Giants fan. Biggest Giants fan we know. Yeah, he he lost his two teams lost a combined sixty four to three this weekend. So, <laughs> why did you just get so fucking heated about the Giants, bro? I hate <laughs> the New York Giants. I fucking hate them. You're gonna like this. Then you're you're gonna like this. Then uh, last thing we'll talk. I, I want to mention. Then we'll uh, we'll talk about a couple of these uh, college games. Four quarterbacks that just got paid, and and uh, Daniel Jones, Lamar, Jalen Hurts, and uh, Joe Burrow combined for nine hundred fifty million dollars worth of contracts. A combined one touchdown in week one. Are you serious? Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Not great. Uh, <laughs> Not great. That's what I'm saying. All the quarterbacks all the quarterbacks played like shit, uh, for the most part. It was Jet Fields is getting all this fucking heat for some reason. But whatever. Outside, I'm, I'm over it. Outside of the uh Miami LA game and uh Monday night, like it like it wasn't a great week of foot of pro football. Like it was bad. It was very subpar. It was very subpar. Yeah, it was very anticlimactic. And I was still, and I was still sitting there. I remember I said this thing a couple times. I was sitting there watching the games at like five p.m. and I was just like, I love football, man. Like I just fucking <laughs> miss me so much. So I didn't even care. Like, um, the, my, the highlight know. day was uh, was hearing fuck, uh, what's his name. Uh, Seven hours commercial free football. Scott Hansen is fully back, baby. Yes, Scott Hansen. Did you guys like watch the countdown and then watch him like Yes. I think he's a little intro dude. That that gave me chills. I'm so happy to see Scott on my TV for seven hours every week. <laughs> I, I would have I would have watched it, but my uh, my Wi Fi went out at like twelve fifty eight. Um we know. Oh yeah, 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 we know. That's uh, why it sounds I like you're still having wind. Sounds like you're yeah, talking out of a fucking Pringle season. Pringle can right now. Well, I'm working with what I got. All right, uh, but yeah, I spent the first thirty minutes of, of uh, Sunday football on the phone with some lovely lady, Spectrum, trying to explain to her what my Wi-Fi passed. Took about fifteen minutes, but we got there. Um, but let's go to college ball, man. Yeah, let's we'll talk the best sport we want. Yeah, before before we talk college ball. Um, we had a solid weekend of of plays that we gave out. Um, we're giving out six plays a week moving forward. Last week being the first week we started that, I was four and two, and you guys were or I, I was four and two. Trent was four and two. Gage was three and three, I believe. So not bad. Um, my two losses were in the NFL, so not great. Bears money line, Saints minus three. But I was also on Niners money line, so that helped. Um, the first game I want to talk about really quick in the college realm was Colorado. I was on Colorado minus two and a half. That was one of the first bets that I played, one of the bigger bets I played on the weekend. That line made no sense to me. Um, thoughts on Colorado? Are we buying in yet, or are we just they beat two bad teams? 
and let's see what happens when they play Oregon and USC. I think it's time to buy in, man. I think we were. I do too. I think we were kind of thinking this after TCU, like, oh, like, here we go, Big Ten defense. Let's see what they got. Like, it's gonna be a big test, and uh, I don't think we can do that all year. Like, if they if they go, obviously they're probably gonna beat Colorado State pretty pretty easily this next week, and then yeah, they go at Oregon, and then versus USC, and um, I think if they continue to win games, this this talk about about oh, are they really that good? Like, it, it, it's going to get burnt out. And I think this team is that good. They obviously have two Heisman contenders at this point in the year. It's so early, but, I mean, Shador so- and Travis Hunter are most definitely those guys. And um, this team's scary. Their defense isn't isn't the greatest, but their offense is, is more than capable to keep them in any game. And I can't fucking wait to watch them against Oregon. Week four is gonna be nice, dude. Yeah, Week that's four yeah. Be... Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. We gotta get through week three because, and I was texting you guys about this. Like, there's nothing on the slate this upcoming week, but week four is going to be electric. Capped off by uh, Ohio State Notre Dame. So, but uh, yeah, about Colorado. I mean, Shador Sanders really impresses me, and he. I can't believe how good he is. Um, oh, he's so poised. He, he, you watch him, and you think he'd been running this offense for for years. You know what I mean? Like he, he's so comfortable in the pocket, yet he is more than capable to scramble outside the pocket. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, he looks like a like a fifteen year NFL vet quarterback, which is crazy. Like you don't see that in college. Uh, He's just really, really gifted and talented and uh, like very cerebral and knows where he's going with the ball. So that's really impressive. Um, as far as our picks, I, I also think... I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it's uh, a true testament to how bad Nebraska is, though. Like, shout out Mount Rule and what he's trying to do over there, but their quarterback, Jeff Sims, is fucking atrocious, dude. Yeah, Nebraska's not great. This this kid can't hold on to the ball. He, he can't read a defense. Um, I I was kind of having high hopes for this game, thinking it was going to be low scoring, grimy Big Ten football. Like that's what I thought it was going to be, and it was, it was kind of the opposite. I mean, it started like that. It really did. Nebraska was up early, like seven three to nothing or seven to three at the end of the first quarter or something, and then something clicked at halftime. Dion Dion got them boys right, and. Uh, yeah, trying. You can go ahead with your underplay. That was a that was a sharp play for sure too. Yeah, I got the under at fifty nine, and it, I think it ended up dropping to like fifty six and a half by kickoff. Um, but it still went under, and it and it, it uh, like the first half only had thirteen points total. So um, first quarter was actually scoreless. Uh, so it, it really did start like a Big Ten football game. Uh, Colorado was struggling on offense, and Nebraska, like you mentioned, just was just vomiting all over, all over themselves. So, um, I like the underplay there. It ended up catching, but um, yeah, I mean Colorado is offensively they're legit, and you know, it was Nebraska, but I thought their defense played better than I The run defense was definitely better than I expected. So. Yeah, um, that offense is going to keep them in a lot of games this year, but I mean, Gage, you touched on him. I mean, Shador Sanders and and. 
Travis Hunter are just some dogs, dude. And I'm officially changing my um, Heisman picks. I'm I'm picking Shador Sanders to be a finalist, not to win. Whoa. No, not to win. Not to win. Not to win. Not to win. But he's he's going to be a finalist for the Heisman. I mean, he's got 900 yards and six touchdowns in his first two games, which is is crazy. I mean, that's video game numbers. And yeah, there's guys with with better numbers, which is hard to think. But I mean, they're they're so fun to watch, man. And it's I, I just I just I just hate how people root against Dion. Like I don't I don't I don't know, man. That team that team's so fun to watch. I I really like that team. Yeah, they are. They're really. Would you rather watch? Sorry, would you rather watch uh, Colorado or the Giants if they're playing the same time? That's mm. true. Who would you root for if they're playing against each other? Give me, give me Colorado. Colorado might give them a game. <laughs> chill, 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 chill. Okay, let's, uh, let's pivot to a team that is officially the first on my ban list of 2023. Um, can you guys take a guess at who it is without looking? Uh, Utah. No. Utah. You, you texted us this. So yep. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember did. what it was. I think it was uh, NC State. What was yep. It? Yes. Maybe Holy fuck. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, my and God. That, that kid named Brendan Armstrong, that lefty of a noodle arm quarterback who grows high every single time. And <laughs> that's why he had three picks. And that is why... They lost by 21 points, and, I mean, that game had me pissed, dude. Like, they, uh, I had them plus seven and a half, and I had them in a teaser. But, and they scored to go down, I think it was 24 to 17. Or they were down like seven, that. yes, it was 24-17. They got a turnover. Yep. Got they turned the ball right back over and then they gave up three unanswered touchdowns <laughs> like back to back to back and the, the the cover was toast like within five minutes and yeah. uh yeah I, I have nothing else I could go on a fucking rant about this team and how how aggravating they, they are but um Notre Dame is good Sam Hartman's good he, he should be good he's been fucking playing college ball since <laughs> since he premiere on that Netflix show and that feels like it was in 2015 so holy fuck I, I, I forgot I forgot that he was on QB1 yeah. holy shit um yeah I'm glad you hey, said that Brennan, uh, I was just gonna say Brennan Armstrong um not to you know twist the knife in the wound but uh he's a kid from Virginia he was really touted and uh I guess he ended up at NC State with the transfer portal. But, um, yeah, if you, if you just watched, like, two drives to start that game of him, I think you, you'd have to set – I don't know if he only threw three picks, but I think you would have to set the over-under on interceptions at, like, five and a half after watching a couple of games. Because you're running every throw was, like, late, high, and over the middle. It's like he was just, like, asking to throw interceptions. Um, Either that so he was – yeah, he was he was bad, um, and I stayed away from that game. I think I had Notre Dame money line in a parlay, but I had a great college week. week. I was undefeated on the uh, on the picks here, four zero in college, and uh, I did well outside of that as well. So I don't know, maybe it's my year in college. 
Yeah, I was three and zero on my my college plays this weekend. Um, one of them, Washington State. Um, I was on them plus five and a half. I also played them money line. Mike Leach, um, I guess remembrance night you can call it or dedication night, whatever. But Wisconsin going into Wazoo. Um, Luke Fickle, Tanner Mordecai, first true road test. Um, it was simply fade them because of Mike Leach, the Mike Leach stuff, and it turned out pretty fucking well. The, um, I'm I'm blanking on his name Ward, their quarterback. I think it's Char- Cameron Ward. I mean, the boy is crazy athletic. I mean, he's, he leads the team in passing, obviously, but also in rushing. He has double the amount of rushing yards than their starting receiver or starting running back. Um, he looked really, really good. Their defense was humming. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I had a money line or I had a under, underdog parlay with Purdue money line, Washington State money line. Both of those hit, and I sprinkled in Boise State money line, which was such a, a bad beat, in my opinion. Like they, they went down, scored a touchdown, take the lead with a minute left, and they give up a game-winning field goal. Um, I was on them plus three and a half as one of my straight plays that I gave out on Twitter. So that cashed, but I was one stop away from from hitting pretty heavy with Boise State. Yeah. Yeah, in, in the, uh, the game you were just talking about, which was the uh, remind me which game? I'm sorry. Wazoo and uh, was, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. I, I had the under in that game, uh, so that came through, and I actually had it parlayed with uh, I'm sure a game that everyone wants us to talk about, and the Texas Bama game parlayed with Texas Texas money line. So I hit for a nice little um, nice little hit there, and um, we can just move right into that game. Please. The story of the weekend. Uh, I was on Texas. I think we were all on Texas, really. Correct. And, and uh, you know, it's weird to say, but they're just better. There's a better team. Um, and a much better quarterback. Yeah, I would say Dylan sucks. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Milrow is... It's weird because Alabama... Blake Sims, back in the day, back when the... Um, he was on that Bama team that Ohio State beat in the playoff. Um, he was a little bit more mobile, but they haven't had like a like a true athlete playing quarterback. You know what I mean? Like like you think of Bama quarterbacks, you think of Mac Jones, Bryce Young, like guys that can stand in the pocket and throw the ball. And Jalen Milrow hasn't proved that he can do that. Like he threw that one good deep ball for a touchdown to um, what's his name uh, Burton. But like, I I don't I, I don't know I I don't think he's a bad quarterback, but I don't think he's a good quarterback either. If that makes any kind of sense. Yeah, he's not your typical Alabama quarterback. When you hit it right on the head, like you think of the AJ McCarrens and, and the Mac Jones and the big the big burly pocket passers who throw for three hundred yards a game and rush for zero yards a game. Um, but this is a guy who I think we all saw it pretty clearly that game. He, he has no pocket awareness. This kid gets the ball, um, sniffs any kind of pressure, and instantly panics and runs out the pocket. He's and gone, Every yeah. ball that he threw was, like, on the run. And 
he had a couple good passes where his feet were set and and they they looked good. But as soon as the ball snapped, this he's running for his life. And um, I mean, and then the defense and offense just go into panic mode, and it's just like it was it was hard to watch. You know, it, it was their their offense. But I love it, dude. I'm I'm here for the Bama downfall. I'm absolutely <laughs> oh 100. Um, percent I was about to say I had a great time watching. Yeah, I know. Any difficulty watches watching that game? That, that game was awesome. No, I'm just saying for the Bama fans out there. I know they're yeah, so. Like, I'm sorry. This, this isn't what you guys are used to, but we fucking love it. We we're love here it. for it. Yeah, and Quinn Ayers played his fucking ass off. I mean, 350 yards, three touchdowns through that gorgeous. Uh, deep ball touchdown to uh, Xavier Worthy that uh, like leapt off the screen like it was out of frame it was out of out of frame for half a second and it ended up just being a gorgeous dime I uh yeah like like you mentioned Gage Russell Wilson comes to mind with that but even Russell Wilson like when he throws it he's like he looks like he's fucking like launching it straight and you can like Quinn Ewers like he like just kind of like nonchalantly it kind of like flips it, and it's just it's just a straight moon ball. It really and is. <laughs> it gives. And I don't even know if that throw is necessary. But if you watch the replay, if you threw it like more on a line and like towards the pylon, the dude's like wide open. He kind of just like fucking looped it up, and uh, give credit to Xavier Woods, who I've been hard on um, on this show. He ran under it, made a great finish. So. Um, yeah, I mean, Texas is really good. I still think they're going to fuck up and lose a game they shouldn't. So I don't think they're fully back. I don't think they're going to... I don't see them winning the championship or anything. Uh, but, you know, I think they're, they have a little talent in the world. It's just a matter of if they can get it done. Yeah, defense looked good too, man. Five sacks, um, nine TFLs. And um, for those of you... For those weirdos that give a shit about the AP and coaches poll and everything, they... Bama, Texas kind of flip places... Texas jumped up to number four. Bama um, dropped down to ten, I believe it was. But um, yeah, man, Bama's back. I'm sorry, Texas is back. Bama on the downfall, maybe, possibly. Um, do we want to touch on Ohio State at all? I mean, I I, I don't because I was one word. One word on Ohio State. Let me see this. One one word is one sentence. One sentence. <laughs> um, Kyle McCord needs to be him. Dave? Progression. I'll my word to describe that team. They're progressing. I would say... This is my game. I don't even know what the fuck to say. I mean, they put up 35 against Youngtown State. You got to... At home. At home. <laughs> well, they named they named they named uh, McCord the starter, which is a big step. So he needs to prove he's him. And they got Notre Dame in two weeks. And I got hold on, I got a better one. Um, give Marvin the ball. And you saw what happened when you do, or you see what happens when you do. Did you see? Did you see he he? Uh, reached a speed of like twenty two point two miles per hour, which is would have been the fastest in the NFL last year. Yeah. So all of a sudden, this dude not only is a freak in every other attribute, now he's running like four four three flat speed. I mean, the, the, the kid's the best receiver in college football. It's not even close. And 
Oh yeah, there's he's like the greatest receiver prospect since Randy Moss. He's insane. Give him the football and, and you see what happens. But um, yeah, man, we're not a thrilling week of football overall. Saturday there uh, was a little bit more. Saturday was lit. Saturday was was was, was better than uh, the the grown men league, but. Week three college ball is going to be tough, man. This weekend is not even like at, I mean, gambling side it's bad, but just matchup-wise it's not great. But week four. Be a quick preview. Yeah, quick preview next week. Week four is when we is when we kind of dive into, uh, you know, the first real matchups outside of Bama, Texas of the year. So I'm excited for that. But, yeah, man, fun things coming. Appreciate you guys sticking with us. Uh, our preview show coming out Thursday or Friday of this week. We'll let you guys know on Twitter when that's coming out. But without further ado, we'll catch you boys later. Peace.